The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm gonna continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will, I will not, not lose. I'm a bad man. I shook up the world. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Hey, right. Yes, he's the DB handling that press coverage of the show. We are Black in Sports, where we're giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here, interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, covering it all while laughing at it all, providing a platform to be heard. Today, we had a special guest. Mr. Chase Corbin, Mr. CEO of Philly Freeze Me. We did a good discussion about his growing up in West Philly, how he transitioned from boxing world to the Las Vegas Philly Freeze Me restaurant scene. So check us out on the Assure One Two Hit combo of comedy, discipline, and laughter all together. Enjoy. Growing up in the inner city, you know, you gotta fight. Mm-hmm. You have to fight. Like, you know. And after a while, I started fighting dudes that was, I'm 14, 13, these dudes 20. Oh, okay. Cousin used to steal everybody's car. Um, <laughs> so he used to steal all the old head drug dealers' cars back uh-huh. in the day. And, uh, you know, they don't know where the car at because he would park it right outside my eye crib. <laughs> so he'd be out there fighting, and I got to go out there fighting. Fight. Yep. And, you know, before you know, I'm like, man, I met this dude, actually, his name, uh, I went to school with him, Dafir Smith. I'll never forget uh he used to box. I'm like, damn, he's doing all types of shit. Olympians and mm-hmm. he getting all this red, white, and blue colors and medals and all. I'm like, damn, I might do this. <laughs> right. So I thought it was easy. I'm like, man, I, I'm going to step up in I'm, here. I'm, it I'm wasn't can. him. I had said it to somebody else. <laughs> it was somebody else I had said it to. And uh, we, the, the coaches threw me in there. And uh, I didn't realize how long three minutes was. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, three minutes was a long time <laughs> to be fighting. Like, uh. I couldn't wait. Nose was bloody. Mouth was bloody. I had tissue in my mouth, but, you know, I got better. <laughs> so, how do, um, boxing's really big in, in that area, right? Like, is it in, just Philly. in Philly? That's a, um, or is that a, boxing is, is, a, is, a, is a, that's normal in Philly. That's, okay. That's normal. Like, your everyday crackhead could box. Mm. Like, they're normal who you think, like, oh, man, I'm going to take this little bit of money. No. He, he got a job. He got, he <laughs> he got gonna, he's he, sweet with them hands, he right? He's going to tighten you up, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, boxing is, is, is definitely one of them things. Like, it's a culture in Philly. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's like cheesesteaks. That's why we got the Rocky statue. Talk, hit on the Rocky statue. Then, that's in the middle of the hood. People. Oh, really? That's I didn't know the, that. That's in the middle of West Philly, like down towards the bottom. Going towards, it's in the middle of Center City. Mm-hmm. Going right into West Philly, which is like the bottom. The bottom. Okay. Yeah, they call it the bottom. Yep. It's like the low numbers, like 46th Street, 43rd Street, 42nd, you know. Um, as you get up like 60th, 50, you know, that's the upper like West Philly. But, uh, yeah, that's just a part of the culture. Does, does it matter that Rocky was uh, Rocky wasn't was real, mi- man. Mythical? Yeah, Rocky, does that matter? Rocky. <laughs> Y'all got a statue me, of a that, <laughs> that, that kills me about Philly, man. I'm going to be honest, man. <laughs> Rocky used to get his ass whipped. I, one through five. Oh, every <laughs> every movie he got his ass with. Right, he didn't come out we, with we like need to nothing. Stop the fight. I, yeah. I, yeah, he damn near brain dead. 
Rocky, Rocky is not nobody. We idolize in Philly. We don't idolize. If if people do, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But right. I never had conversations with my friends where we said, look, we idolize Rock. Like, yo, we think Rocky the shit. <laughs> we had B-Hop. Right. We had, yes. Uh, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? We had, uh, uh, what's my man? Uh, oh, my God. Joe Frazier. We yeah. had uh, I don't know, okay. Jeff Chandler. Like, these mm-hmm. people that's like Philly le- legends. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? That really did it. Exactly. <laughs> like, so... And we got more. There's plenty of them that I could probably go back, but my brain a little cluttered. I had a long day, but uh, <laughs> you know, Philly, we, we we you'll get some ass whippings in Philly boxing rings. You know what I'm saying? It, it ain't no joke. Like matter of fact, I'm looking at Meldrick Taylor. I'm looking at my man Greg Hackett from Philly. Man, he on my IG live right now. Uh-huh. He, Greg, me and Greg used to talk shit to each other, been in wars. Okay. And we'll say what's up right after that. Like, yo, what's going on? Bro? That's just yeah, part so of it. Is. Yeah, you hit me with that body shot, pussy. But uh, <laughs> you know, next time next I got time you, I got yeah, I got you. You know, and watch just, out this right cross next time. <laughs> and that's how it was in Philly. And it, you know, that's just how it is. I, I love. I used to love training in Philly. I was kind of mad I had to train in Vegas. Mm, okay. So, um, amateur. Did you do all your amateur stuff in Philly? All oh, my amateurs was in Philly. Okay. All my amateurs was in Philly. But I mean, coming out of there, you uh, you had to fight thirty you had to, people, right? Just to get just to, to the, get out of that, uh, right? Just to get out the city part, okay? To get to the states, Damn. you know what I'm saying? My daughter keep calling me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but you had to fight so many people just to get to the nationals, the states, and all that. Like if you won the Philadelphia Golden Gloves, mm-hmm. you was damn near like an Olympian. You, you, yeah. You was damn near like an just Olympian. because of what you went through, because of how many people you had to fight. Damn. How many, how many amateur uh, fights you fight? Man, I don't even remember, man. I, over over 30? 30, yeah. Like Damn, 40 really? something, yeah. Okay. But that was like quick, fast. Like, I had to. So, how it. many bouts were you? Like, were you fighting every other? Every weekend, damn. damn. Every weekend. Yeah, I was going Making in there. Making weight, mm-hmm. you know. I used to fight That's 141, then I fought 152. Like, I was always in between 146, okay. 147. Okay. That's how I knew when I turned pro, I was going to. uh. I knew when I turned pro that I was going to be a uh, welterweight or junior welterweight. Junior welterweight, yeah. or welterweight. Okay. So when did you officially like? It went from like, yo, I still got the love for football, basketball, and I was doing that, whatever, whatever. Just like, all right, I'm gonna take this lane because, or, or someone either took you under the wing and was like, you know what, you got something, man. Let's 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 mold it. Uh, it became easy. Okay. It started to become easy. Oh, word. Like where. It was like, oh, let me go box. I'm, I, I lied to you not. I would be shooting dice on the corner. Mm-hmm. And I would go to a fight or whatever, go spar, work out, train, and I'd bounce and go back to doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Go back to doing what I'm doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just that easy. It became that easy Damn. for me. Like, I didn't – I would train enough to beat you, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't take that's a it skill, that man. serious. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's Even that. though I should have. And that's why I'm glad I walked out, I walked away because that space could be used for somebody right, else that yeah. love it, got a passion for it. That want to okay. take it somewhere and – Get, I want to get my brains knocked out, and you know, that's for somebody that really loved it. I didn't love it. Okay. Body sore. Yeah. No sex. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You also said the dieting. Used to the dieting. Die, I used to hate hated dying. I love cake and ice cream. <laughs> Obviously, you know, we're gonna it, get yeah. into the to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so did, did you? Is there a certain boxer that you kind of pattern your style, your game around, or? I like old school fighters. Okay. So uh, for me, Tommy Hearns was my favorite fighter. 
Oof. Not to mention, I was built like him. I saw that. You got a saying? comparison? Yeah. You got that comparison? I mean, the poor man, Tommy Harrison. Right. I didn't need that part. But. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you got the comparison. Right. So, you know, that right there in itself, uh, that was like my favorite fight. I sit at home. You know, I used to like Shane. I used to like uh, Floyd. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get on the Floyd wave with the shoulder roll. And uh -huh. I wasn't, that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm glad that my trainer didn't try to make that me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He was like, look, keep your hands up how you do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Keep giving them that right hand you got. Exactly. One, two, jab. I'm I'm done. Mm -hmm. I want to make it an early night. You know? so, <laughs> so you shit. can go do the other stuff yeah, you got to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tommy Hearns hit Martin so damn hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's like she swole him up. Golly. They made a costume out of that. Yeah, they for did. Halloween. They made they a did. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> so you go through the the trails. Um, when did you had like you've been mentioning Mayweather, but you know some may not know. Um, one of the Mayweather family became um your trainer. When did that happen, and how did that happen? You know, uh, I was I went to Arizona first. Really, I went to Phoenix first. Okay. Uh, I think I had one fight in Phoenix or something like that, or uh -huh. two signs, something like something that. Around that area, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I had a fight there, and then uh, somebody was like, yo, you need to train with Jeff. It was this white guy named uh, Roger. Mm -hmm. He said, you need to go train with Jeff in uh, Vegas. And I'm like, huh? what's the odds of that happening, dog? Mm -hmm. like, right. tripping. You right. Going with how that's going to happen? <laughs> so uh, somebody put me in touch with him. I can't remember who. It was another boxer. He okay. put me in touch with him. And said, yo, y'all should He said, bring... yo, come on out. Like, he said, come on out. Like, and I came out, and the first thing he did, I mean, y'all want to ask me that question? Or y'all want me to go, go ahead? Go ahead, man. Yeah. Right into it. Just go into <laughs> it. So the first thing he did, he said, yo, you got to spar these two dudes. Okay. And I want to see where you at. Little uh -huh. test, right? So I'm like, damn. Let's see where you at with it. Who the dudes? <laughs> right. Mickey Bay, Cortez Bay. They from Cleveland. I said, damn, I know these brothers. <laughs> I seen these motherfuckers in the amateurs. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And uh, they was already pro, though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They had already been dug in, had 10, 15 fights. I get in there, spar them, held my own. Okay. I'm tired of shit, but I held my own. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then it was like, yo, you, you, you got it if you if you just stay down. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, at first I was commuting from Vegas to Arizona. I just came to Vegas, and I ain't. ain't I, stayed, I, stayed in. I didn't like Vegas at first. I hated it. Yeah? I hated it. What, what, what made the change? Yeah. Um. I didn't like the West Coast, period. It was like, yo, the people. It's was, different. Everybody moves slow. I'm like, people ain't got to worry in the world. I'm like, damn. Laid man, back. Gotta, yeah, just... I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> no urgency. Man, I'm walking fast. Moving. I'm moving. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I ain't got enough hours in the day. Right. And then I realized, like, yo, it's palm trees. It's sunny. Great weather. People is chilling. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't you know dealing with that, that weather, yeah, that cold weather. You boy. ain't looking over your shoulder. That part. You ain't shoveling right. no snow fighting over parking spots. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just like, I seen so many different people, women, Mexicans. Like, we ain't got a lot of Mexicans in Philly. Philly yeah. It's Puerto Ricans. Okay. Mm, okay. Dominicans, mm, pop. Yeah. We call them pop. Uh -huh. yeah. You know, out here, I say poppy. They looking at me like, <laughs> yo, what you liking? I'm right. Like, I'm like, no, that's what we call Spanish people in Philly. Poppy. Right. We don't care if you from Salvador or you know, whatever. Is that when what happened with the guy that wanted to come by the store? You, did you call him poppy? 
Oh, I ain't, I ain't gonna, I ain't we gonna, gonna that one. No, yeah. you, you on one now. We, we might have wrap this shit up. You wonder why you ain't on my personal Instagram. This is why. This is it. This is you, it. You fucking up the church's money, man. I love it. I love it. Man. So, all right. So you, you link up with him. He puts you to the test. Obviously, you succeed on the test. Um. Was this before or after the Glowing Glove? This was after. I had turned pro. Gotcha. Okay. I had one fight in Arizona. Then I think I went back to Arizona with Jeff. I know I only had one fight. And then after that, I think uh, Jeff, I, had, I trained with him my whole rest of my life. Everything career. You know, so Dope. Um, he became a friend as opposed to my trainer at that point. You know, that's, so that's to this day, I still shoot him a text. I top step in, check in with him. Make sure he's cool and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's love. Give me the feeling about being in the ring, man. I know it's a team that puts things together, put the game together, but give me that, I guess, if you can describe that feeling of kind of just standing in the ring. Man, my first fight, I was scared to death. Okay. I'm talking about walking up the steps, my legs were shit. <laughs> like, okay. scared to death. Actually, okay. my first fight, me and dude still cool to this day. Um, But, you know, you be nervous every fight. I don't care who you are. If you say you're not nervous before a fight, uh-huh. I think Floyd be nervous. You know um, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Little butterflies, right? Out 50 and old, whatever. You still yeah, have to be nervous because it's a chance that you can get knocked out. You can catch one. You can catch one. Yeah, man. It just takes one. <laughs> All it takes is one. It just takes yeah. one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, every fight I'm nervous, but for me, I got to get hit to feel like, okay, I'm in a fight. See, I don't get that. Yeah. I mean, I so, are you it. standing in there or are you just, you just got to get hit you just one good time? You just got to take one. I take one. Just take one. I take one. Oh, oh okay, let's go. Let's rumble. <laughs> you know, um, I never was the type of person that uh, had a lot of people around. I used to make everybody get out the locker room. Okay, okay. Me and Jeff, or my son. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Focus, just kind of. Yeah, I, I don't need in. all them hype men yelling all in my ear, uh-huh. hitting me all in my back and my head <laughs> and shit. You know, you giving me a headache. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so you know, I would mentally psych myself out like you know i would say all types of stuff damn you know i used to ask jeff like damn who the other guy on the side of the room that i'm fighting he was mm-hmm. like oh the one with the red shorts and i'm like who the one in the blue he was like that's the referee and he was like what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and i was like oh no are we good i just wanted to see who i had to knock the fuck out you there know? it is <laughs> and there it is and that's just how i would psych myself out i say all type oh he punched my mother in the face he he raped my sister. I used to say all types of shit in my head. And we see you doing the so yeah. you doing that Jordan the doc. Jordan doc yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Is it good? Last it's dance. good, man. Uh, last dance. Last, last dance. dance. I gotta check that out. Yeah, you sound like you talking just like him right now. Yeah, I, I don't. I never seen. I didn't see it honestly, but I would really psych myself out. Okay. And he like, talks a lot about that and like just phantom shit he would yeah. make up. Like this happened and it really didn't happen. I do that in my everyday life. Oh, just to hustle, to grind. If you if people know me, they would tell you like, yo, he sleeps four hours a day. I work for twenty. Yeah. Every day. I don't know how I walk. I don't know how I'm doing it. I can't explain it. I think it's just that drive, that ambition. I can't slow it. I don't believe in sitting down. I only yeah. know one speed. Let's go. Uh huh. That's it. I feel I, it. And I can't. It, it, when I sit down, it's like I wasted my life. I hate wasting a day. Right. Tell me back to this, back to the ring, man. So do you get a chance to kind of, I, I know you probably see the fighter before you about to fight them, mm-hmm. kind of understand their game. And when do you know, like, okay, this is how I'm going to attack game plan. Why this is his weakness. 
during the fight? Do you know that during the fight that you're going to go in ahead of the fight? You know, I'm going to attack this weakness. Or is it something that kind of develops during the fight where you're like, okay, I got this man right here? I'm going to be honest. I think I was so in the beginning of my career that it wasn't much video on a lot of people. So you either knew them from the amateur yeah, sure. or knew somebody else that knew That them. could give you some insight. Was it like, you know, he come from this camp. I know they kind of have this kind of style. Or is it that just happened like, with one fight. Okay. A dude named, uh, I'll never forget him. His name was Brent Rodriguez. Me and him, cool. Uh, Brent Rodriguez. And everybody like, yo, he could punch his ass off. Okay. Like, he could punch his ass off. Like, both of y'all can punch. I don't know how this shit going to go. <laughs> Slug so fast. I'm like, damn. Like, I, never damn. Had, I never had nobody say that. <laughs> I, I heard people be like, yo, you going to knock him the fuck out. Right. You right. Know, like, yeah. You know, I don't know if y'all know, but you wear eight-ounce gloves. Mm-hmm. Right. My hands don't fit in eight-ounce gloves. I had to start wearing Adidas gloves. Cause my hand, my fingers is long, you know what I'm saying. Okay. So I was palming basketballs in like fifth grade, you know what I'm saying. Wow. So, uh, so my hands be so balled up, then you got the galls that make your hands, hands super hard, tight, yeah, like a now you got rock. The, it's like yeah, you punching, it's a rock, Ooh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so all I could think about was like, yo, if this motherfucker <laughs> hit as hard as me. <laughs> Because I never got my chin tested like that. Yeah. Uh, it never I, I keep my hands up. I'm yeah. a, I'm not I can't do this. I'm gonna get clipped. Yeah. You know, so uh yeah, it was a good fight, man. He don't even know this. I never talked about this unless you know me personally. Uh-huh. But he knocked me out and I was standing on my feet. Oh mm. he, he touched was, you once. Huh? I was asleep on my feet. Damn. He hit me again and woke me up. <laughs> If he would have never hit me again, I probably would have just dozed off, you know. Damn. Uh-huh. But he hit me again and woke me up, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but I dropped him in the second round, third round, something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the ref did, uh, they gave him more than 10 seconds to get back. Mm. Like, he probably was at 13. Uh, but I think they was having so count, much huh? of a good fight that they <laughs> yeah, were like, yo, yeah, yeah, no, let these boys go. We're going to keep this shit going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> keep the party going. <laughs> and, uh. You know, to the, I, I respect the shit out of him, and he respect me too. That's man. Dope, we man. done had beers together, like, <laughs> yeah. So, staying, you know, uh, in the game more in your career, where did the uh, the nickname come from? Like, how you know, there's always stories about how. So, where did where did the checkmate come from? Uh, another fighter that I liked was uh, Roy Jones. Okay. If you know Roy Jones, he was the perfectionist of that check hook. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's mm. a, uh, so. Most of the times that I probably knocked somebody out, it was with a hook. Mm. So, you know, check hook, <clears throat> quick. You know, I would jump into it and everything. You just had, if you didn't time me, it was over. You know what I'm saying? Whether we were sparring, whether it was the fight, if you didn't time that fucking jump, it was over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the lights out, bitch. And a lot of times I would do it so awkward that mm-hmm. you wouldn't time me. And I'm kind of tall to be fighting at that weight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you like 5'11", 6 foot, 5'11"? Six, 6 and some chain. You okay, know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, you 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 know, you ain't gonna expect me right. to be moving around like that. And then to jump into it too, yeah. boy. <laughs> and then the checkmate, you know, I play chess, like I got the chess oh, okay. tattoo on my arm. Yeah. So that's where the checkmate came from. I like it. Yeah, that was the final thing. You know, when you knock somebody out, that's it. Close. <laughs> <laughs> checkmate, you know, the game over. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So it kinda went in line with each other. So throughout that, did you ever get to meet some of your idols? Did you ever ever meet Hearns or I anything met like that? Did you meet him? I met Tommy Hearns. That's dope. I met uh I met I met a lot of people. Mike yeah. Mike Tyson. Uh oh, I forgot. I ordered y'all Philly Friedman. 
Uh, <laughs> when you got special oh, delivery to the, to the spot. I forgot. I'm, I apologize. I it's forgot to tell y'all. I That's what's up. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Um, so you I, did meet a you got to I meet I met a, a lot of people. Okay. Uh, like I said, uh, Roberto Duran. I met uh, oh, Tommy man. Hearn, Sugar Ray Leonard, Mike Tyson. Nice. Uh, a few people, man. Quite, okay. a, quite a few people. Uh, so Mike Tyson. How was Mike when you met him? Mike, one of the smartest dudes in boxing. Wow. What do you think about his comeback? Yeah, comeback. You seen that video? <laughs> Man, forget the video. But I saw Mike Tyson <laughs> in a club. And this was like he was done, right? You know, he has been boxing. This, right. You know, he kind of put on the weight and everything. Right. And you know, we're, in the, <laughs> we're in the nightclub, pure nightclub. And these dudes kept messing with him. And his his handler was like, "Hey man, just just get them dudes. And we you know leave him alone, man. He's just trying to chill. He's trying to have a good time, whatever, whatever. They still want to keep messing with him." Right. Mike stood up and hit this guy with a mush. Didn't even punch him mm. with a mush. Just kind of like straight jab mushed him. He, the dude flew over the table and knocked down six people. Just off of like, like I a, saw that. Like and I was a bowling like, ball. like a bowling ball. Like a like the <laughs> Hey hey, listen. It was like a. a how you get off of a street fight or right, some shit like right. that, man? I never seen punch and quickness because he looked like he was just like chilling and right. subdued, and just the quickness of that, man. I was like, damn, Mike still got it, nigga. You know, uh, <laughs> it's a rumor that he knocked out a horse. What? <laughs> it's a rumor. You heard that? Have you heard that? <laughs> no. Y'all never heard I've that rumor. Never heard that, but that's a. This it's a rumor <laughs> that he knocked out a horse. Like there's so many. A real life. Uh, I'm talking like second tarot, or are you talking about the little mini horse? No, right. I'm no, talking like, about like a, I'm talking like a stallion, a Kentucky Derby like horse. A, like they said, he knocked out. I never got the chance to ask him that. If I see him again, I'm gonna ask like Mike. Look, man, I ain't gonna hold you up too much, but did you really knock out a fucking horse, man. Dude, that's crazy. Put him to sleep. That's crazy. That sounds like some uh, Chuck Norris stuff. Right? Like yeah. That. Right. They said he did, man. I I never seen nobody that was there that verified it, but I'm just saying that was the rumor. You know. Uh, Oh, we definitely. Who set up the horse for this? I'm, I'm a little worried about how, how the and horse horses are expensive. Craig, <laughs> I'm not getting my horse, horse knocked, knocked out. out. He that, lose an eye. Hey, horse ain't been right since. Brain <laughs> fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Horse ain't been right since. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I don't know if that's true, man. I always wondered if that was true, man. For real. I hey, always. If anybody has anything, hit us up on Black Sports. And please verify if you yeah. even just heard that. Check story. on the horse first. Right. <laughs> hey, it's over for that horse. No, so we don't even was, need to check on that guy. That, was that some horse years is in the ago. glue factory, man. Yeah. That horse is in the glue that, factory. It's yeah. a wrap for that motherfucker. Yeah, that was some years ago when I heard. I'm talking about I was like young, probably like 16 when I heard that. So that was like wow. Mike was like booming. Damn. Eight no professional. Yeah. Was I six knockouts? If it eight, I only, seven. I, I only had seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. seven. That was Brent Rodriguez. That's the only one I didn't knock out. Brent Rodriguez. Oh, y'all did go the distance. We went the distance. But you still stung him, boy. I dropped him. Dropped <laughs> he still stung him. I dropped him. He know I dropped <laughs> he him. Still he still knew. Him. He knew. He even was like, yo. You got yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> this fight should have been over in a second. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Was there a part of you that wanted to keep going? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. My last fight. My last fight. I, I knew my body was banged up. Really? My body was banged up. I was tired. I struggled to make the weight. My eye, my vision was bad. I knew that, yo, it's a rat for me. I knew 
honestly, I knew going to the fight that it was over. Really? Damn. Going to the fight that it was over. Yeah, I'll make that one quick. This. No, that shit, that shit, that shit, uh, that shit took a while. <laughs> that shit yeah. took a while. I think that was in like the eighth round or some shit like that. Yeah, it took a while, but uh. So then, what made you want to? Because this was you came back after a break, right? I came back. It was an unwanted break. Right. Sure. It was an unwanted break. Right. It was sure. A, um, I had ran from this drug case for so long. Mm-hmm. Man. I ran so long. The cop died in Katrina. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Are you serious? I, I swear to God, this is true. Are you serious? In Biloxi, Mississippi, Damn. this is true. This is okay. a true story. I can show you true paperwork. I ran from this case. The cop died in Katrina. I kept bailing out and running and bailing out and mm-hmm. running. Then I got caught. I got caught when I had a fight and uh, after the press conference or whatever. Oh, they came in on the press conference? Yeah, and they extradited me. Wow. Yeah, Damn. that's how that happened. So, you know, I had moved back to Philly. Okay. And uh, restarted and came back. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was like, all right, let me see what I can do. You was like, let me. Well, then, was it, it like the last hurrah? Was it like, you know what, let me just go ahead? No, what it was was like, yo, I had eight. I had like, I think I had five fights or something like that. And okay. Like, yo, how many more of these bullshit fights? I Before wanna, I get the. I want to fight some people. Right. Man, fuck I want all the, this. Win, lose, or draw. I ain't give a fuck. If I had nine fights, let's go. Like, I want the title. Let's I go. Want the title shot. Let's go. Yeah, win, lose, or draw. I'll put up a good show for y'all. Mm hmm. And, you know, somebody has said something. I'm not going to – I should say his name because I don't box no more, but I ain't going to put him out there. <laughs> but this motherfucker said that I would never uh, – he said I'll never get that shot because he'll lose his job if he set that fight up. And so really? That, that taught me the politics in sports. So they were scared. I mean, I had a chance. Mm. If I could punch, I got a chance. Right. Yeah. I don't care who you were. Yeah. Right. You know, I got a chance. Yeah. So, you know uh, – once he said that, I had already was like, you know what? I'm trying to fight a war that I can't win. That's why I'm pretty grateful for what Floyd is doing. Okay. Floyd created a lot of opportunities so as far as, like, getting the fights more on TV, getting fighters paid more. Showing that there's uh, a value in exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's so many boxing networks now. It wasn't around then. Mm-hmm. We talking four or five years ago. It wasn't around then. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely a lot different now. Probably six years now. Damn. I saw one of the articles you talked about kind of the politics and, you know, kind of the money that goes into boxing oh, where yeah. you're in there in the ring, but you got you got your, you know, you got your trainer, you got your cut man. That you, gets got your manager, you got you your got manager. You got your manager. Talk All about right. a little bit about that. Taxes. Right. I'm going to give you this scenario. I'm going to let you all think about this first. Okay. If you can name five boxers that are successful off their money from boxing, off their money from not George Foreman and Grills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about. Money from boxing, boxing and they successful, then you know you got me. But here's how the breakdown go: You got a manager. Mm-hmm. He won thirty three and a third mm-hmm. off top, off out the gate. You All know right. what I'm saying? Because he feel like, oh, he got to give you spending money. He got to uh, put the rent. team together. Yeah, all that trainer, all that you know, whatever, mm-hmm. anything extra you need. Mm-hmm. So you got your manager, thirty three and a third. Your trainer, ten percent. You have forty three now, forty three mm-hmm. and a third to mm-hmm. be exact. Uh, cut man, two percent. Mm-hmm. Forty-five and a third. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Taxes, thirty percent. Yeah. Yeah, you you want a ring? Seventy-five and a third. That's where we at. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, if you got therapy done, nutritionist, strength and conditioning, coach, right? You know, all that is money coming out your pocket. You might have borrowed some money from somebody. Sure. Now you done fought and only got ten percent of your money. And that's just whatever the card was. Negotiated too, right? So that was what you your money. You probably spent that money a month before, just yeah. to to get up to that point. Dang, 
So then when you start seeing that, you would just like the business. It's just not worth it. It's cutthroat business. It's not worth it. Because you hear a lot of athletes, but this is a whole different realm. That's a whole of, different lane. Well, a yeah. whole different realm of the this. business of, of the sport. Now think about this. Now okay. some people might uh, think about this. Think about boxing in itself. It's mostly people that's ignorant, uneducated. You don't got to go to college to be a professional boxer. boxer. Right. Yeah. That's a poor man's sport. You don't see rich people. Oh, except uh, Prince Nassim Hamed. Hamed. He had his family had all your money, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is, but mm-hmm. people like that. But they, he could have been the black sheep of the family, right? Like, could have been like. <laughs> and, and like that I, was. I'm a rebel. <laughs> I'm a rebel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you think about it, it's a poor man's sport. So most Damn. people going in it ignorant. You know what I'm saying? So taking advantage of as well. That makes sense. Oh, absolutely. That's the same. You you sell your soul in a sense. Damn. Yeah. Just to get a fight. That's crazy. That you might not even be on TV with. Yeah. And is that some of the stuff like you you would always hear Mike talking about that, right? Not having someone he trusted. Uh, that's true. You know you what I mean? You can't trust he went, a promoter. Like, once he lost um, um, Customato, he just never felt that he had someone that was truly mm-hmm. there for him. Like, not saying that everybody was getting him, right. but just someone that had his best interest. I mean, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So you know, trainers will sell you out. Damn, I'm not saying mine did. Though, no, just in right. general. Right. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna just set him up with him. I know he's gonna lose, but I need this money. Damn, like I've seen it. Cold world. <laughs> Bring your own snuggie. <laughs> Cold world. So, is boxing dead? I mean, as shit, a sport, a lot of people did because of this pandemic. So I don't know, you know, <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that. I mean, man. it ain't funny, but <laughs> I, I laughed. I mean, it is. Think what about it. Is. it. I, I don't know how long it'll be before we can go back to normalcy. You know but, what I'm saying? It'll so, never be normal. But now yeah. I'm gonna say this though: <laughs> most boxers are living fight to fight. Right. If people ain't fighting, what are you doing? Damn. There's so many things to think about in this sport, man. Right. It's, it's crazy. Like if you ain't, there's so many things to think about. If you ain't got a game plan. Uh huh. You might have screwed yourself with no grease. Shit. If you're living fight to fight. fight yeah. And then we ain't been fighting over three months and you don't know when we're going to start fighting. Or again. what if you had a fight scheduled? Oh, right. And it got clipped because yeah. of this. <laughs> I ain't thinking about that, man. How you going to file for unemployment? Damn. You, you responsible for your own taxes. Okay. Right. That's why so many boxes owe money on taxes. Mm-hmm. One of the best things I did was kind of incorporated my name. Mm. I made my name an LLC. Really? I was able to write things off. Oh, that's okay. Dope so, shit. So, you know, certain little things you, you know, certain little things you, you, uh, certain little things that you do, you know, you gotta, you gotta definitely prepare for. And that was one of the things I knew I wasn't going to be in this sport long. Once the numbers and I seen the page, I'm like, oh my God, like this shit is a waste of my time, man. You know, mm-hmm. I just always thought I was smarter than that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, and not only that, before boxing, before I even had a fight, I had I owned a strip club. You know, I owned houses and shit, you know what I'm saying? So it was like I already knew what other things do. I could do, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had other outlets, you know. Uh-huh. Like I had my own money before I even, when I walked in the gym, I had money, you know right. what I'm saying? That's right. good shit. And a lot of athletes you know. don't even have that kind of plan. Like I, I know we were joking when we opened up talking about everybody has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. But, I mean, damn, I didn't know that about, you know, just having those additional kind of resources 
But you also started, or I've seen an article where you were talking about really having that want to get in the business side. That was your next move anyway. And you did that really strategically by your manager that you kind of partnered up with, or or I thought that your manager partnered up. You, you spoke about um, Jared, was it Weiss? Jared Weiss. Yeah. Jared Weiss. Um, he a uh, real estate mogul out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's who, all right, I, let me say this. I knew how to make money. Right. I always knew how to make money since a kid. The hustle was always there? It was there. I didn't know how to keep it. Mm. That's so deep, man. I heard you say that on another interview. Yeah. That's so yeah. deep, bro. I didn't know how to keep it. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you come from the inner city, what you going to do? I'm going to charter a jet. I'm going to Miami. Everybody I'm coming with me. Four or five rooms. Right. Three, four rental cars. We all going to the club. We all <laughs> going to get drunk. You know what I'm saying? We all need clothes. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. So I had a a, a horrible mentality, but that's the culture. Right. Our culture is like that. Every rap video, every rap song, you not popping unless you got a farm, mm-hmm. which is the horrible investment. I haven't bought a car in so long. I lease all my cars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't buy no cars. Right. That's the worst thing I could do is buy cars. I don't Lose care, about you I don't care if I go over the miles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yo, I'll tell you how to get around that. You right. go over your miles on the lease. All you got to do is trade it in to another different brand mm-hmm. like i'm over on my lexus cadillac here i come <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying Facts. here i come oh, you know do you want this you want me as a customer <laughs> you at least had me for three years mm-hmm. think about it mm-hmm. people ain't buying cars mm-hmm. they taking that car right and i'm not paying no penalty for no miles <laughs> you know but uh and then not only that you could write actually the whole value of the car off that year taxes, like the car worth what fifty six thousand dollars. Okay, I write off fifty six thousand dollars on one year taxes. You do that with two cars, that's a hundred thousand, hundred ten thousand in cars. Off top, right off. Huh? Boom, that's gone. Uncle Sam, sorry, can't get that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I learned to become a black Jew in a sense because uh, he taught me how to save money, like, and I, you know, and I worked for him for free. Oh wow. I really, I just told him, I said, listen, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm not boxing no more. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to be mad. Uh, huh. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm begging you. Let me sit in every meeting. Let me hear your conversations. Let me see how you fire people. Like Let that. me see how you handle business. And I just wanted to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to learn. And I done seen a lot of people come around this rich guy and take advantage and, you know, we would have talks like, yo, I think they full of shit. You know right. And I think and they're like, oh, I know. Really? But it, it only cost me $1,000 to know that they full of shit. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Damn. Worth some millions. I'm cool with them costing $1,000. That's right. a different mindset. Life. Right. And I learned that, and it made my life so much easier. That's a different mindset. So what from the boxing ring that you were able to just kind of take, to real estate, just to, to real estate, what are the, the, the methods or the the way you train or the way you read people? How did how did that kind of? Um, is there similarities there? No, discipline. Discipline. You can take discipline to it. Okay. Uh, not only that, you gotta have poise in boxing. Mm-hmm. People talk all types of shit. Yeah. You know, and I think you know the things that people get confused is you know, y'all just boxing. Y'all just bo- I really came from the streets. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. at first we'd be like, yo, what the fuck are you talking to? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm it's issues. Yeah, like, yo, come on, let's holler at me in this locker room. Or right. holler at me right here. Like, we ain't gotta go no locker room, we mm-hmm. here. Right. And I realized, like, yo, they just boxers. 
They don't really want to fight no outside beef. of the street, outside right. of the ring. They just want to fight in here, and that'd be the end of it. Right. You know, so uh, I learned that poise, like, huh, you're just talking. Okay. Uh, I call his bluff. Yeah. You wow. know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like a dog. <laughs> you jump over that gate. <laughs> it's, you know what I'm saying? You don't want that. <laughs> Gosh, I done jumped over the wrong gate. Yeah. I was bluffing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll run from a dog quick. So, but the discipline of all is something that you know, like I don't, I don't spend money. I don't spend money. If you see me, it's the same stuff. You know, I don't buy jewelry, mm-hmm. even though I got this chain. People there, seen yeah. this chain, but this is like my kids. Okay, Chase Corbin, my kids, all their names start with a C: Kayan, Kalia, Kyrie, okay. Cameron, Kamari. I got a lot of kids. Is that a boxing thing, man? Because I know George Foreman got all his kids start with a G. I don't know. <laughs> I always just wanted the Chanel sign on my doors. That's so, you dope, know? Yeah. <laughs> CC, you know, I wanted it at the bottom All of the done. pool. I wanted it on I my toilet paper. Right? You know what I'm saying? I just wanted that. You know, I, I don't it. know what George wanted. His shit is GF, you know what I'm saying? So, I just always wanted the Chanel logo yeah. as, my, uh, as something on my doors, man. So I got, I got, I got five kind of jabs. Mm-hmm. Quick hitting kind of questions from about philly questions mm-hmm. okay uh jim south steakhouse or dalasano's steak cheese steaks jim's jim's okay yeah jim cassidy or meek mill Ooh, that ain't that you, ain't hard you ain't, but you what, what we going with this is a jab man i'ma i'ma say this is a little personal <laughs> and i ain't even gonna touch on it but i'm gonna say meek mills mm. I'm going to say Meek Mills. And the reason I'm going to say Meek Mills is the success level. Okay. I can, okay, I can, I can dig that. All right. Meek became a, a pop star now. Uh, he, a, he a star. Yeah. Like, you know, you can go anywhere and they, hold up, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere. Cassidy. When you nice go back though. to Cassidy, drinking it, what is it? Carl, I'm going to come to my <laughs> hotel. <laughs> I got my drink in my two-step. Like, that's where you... <laughs> That's that's the commercial stuff though. But yeah, yeah okay. But if you're talking the, about I mean, battle, rapping, you're yeah. talking about like going rapping, in on the yes. Yeah, that's I feel like this. Cassidy never switched. He rapped the same how he rapped back in the day. He rapped the same how he rapped now. Yeah. His he's a but let me also say this. It's a difference between an MC and a rapper. Mm-hmm. Cassidy is an MC. Mm-hmm. Meek Mill is a rapper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. West Philly guys. Legends. Will Smith or uh, Will Chamberlain? Both of them, man. If you gonna make me choose, if you, I mean, Will scored a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you score a bean, right? You know how hard it is to score sixty with a bean. He you still got go, the scoring records, and that was a long time ago. You gonna go over? You gonna go forty more <laughs> than what Kobe did? Kobe had. He averaged fifty rebounds. <laughs> That's crazy. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Will. Okay. And he banged a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Will. Will Smith though. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because look at his catalog. His catalog just Will Smith catalog will create the Fresh Prince of Bel Air alone will have his family straight. Yeah, and then, not to mention not to mention he's a twenty million dollar man in movies. Exactly, and the Pursuit of Happiness, Legend. Uh, it, it, it go on. His list is crazy. Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I mean, I, I was cool on Will Smith until he did that concussion movie. Then I'm good on Will Smith. Was, but that's, so yeah, that's all I'm glad he shared that he has an issue with Will Smith. Like yeah, him. I'm good with Will Smith. Like all right, uh, you got to drop one. You got to drop one name, okay? Mm-hmm. We got Brian Dawkins, 
Jimmy Rollins, AI, or Bernard Hopkins? Who are you dropping out of that list? Oh, man, I'm going to get Jimmy Rollins out of there. Oh, man. <laughs> AI can't go no. AI, AI like a god in Philly. Yeah. No, he's a Bubba Chucks. Yeah, AI, AI was the first person I seen with a Bentley at TJI Fridays on uh, City Line Avenue. Oh, word? Mm, that, was that, that, that was his spot. That was his spot. That was spot. You wanted to meet AI. That's where you was. He was there. He was with the people. He had a burgundy Bentley with like thirty niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Bubba Chuck. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. Um, is there anything that can save boxing? Let's just you know, if there wasn't the pandemic, you know, I mean, I know they they've had attempts to do certain things. Like remember the Contender, the mm-hmm. boxing show. Yeah. I like that. The first two seasons, right? And yeah. then they lost Sugar Ray, and other people started getting involved. But is there anything that can help boxing? Because, I mean, they have a rival. I mean, people don't like to call it a rival, but UFC is, you know, changing the the fighters kind of combat sports game. Is there anything they can do? I think they already went that direction. Yeah. I think they did. And the reason I say that is because um, now they're actually making the fights that need to be made. Yeah. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Before, it was like, oh, if he got a loss, he ain't going to fight. You know, again. Yeah. Now it was like, yo, styles make fights. We matching these styles. Let's get it. We don't care. Mm-hmm. We don't care if you with this company, that company. Get your manager to talk to this manager. It's happening. We making it happen. Like that Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fight. Mm-hmm. Great fight. <laughs> I thought it was a great fight. And the people wanted to see it. People wanted to, I wanted to see yeah. it. Yeah. And people showed up for it. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of good fight. Terrence Crawford. Uh, mm-hmm. Javante Davis. I like him. Uh, Cold. Uh, what's my man? Mikey Garcia. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Loma You get Machenko now? I'm not sold all the way, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm just not sold all the way. I'm not sold all the way. But there's some good fighters out there, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this one dude I like. I can't think of his name. He up and coming. Okay. Man, but he can fight. So one more last question before we move on, kind of like talking, you know, getting into winter circle. But um, what do you think the boxing scene is like out here? I mean, you mentioned that Floyd does a, a good job, but it's funny, you know, on our way to when we come to the studio, there's a boxing gym down here too. What is the boxing environment out here in Vegas? You know, I've been out the loop for a little bit okay. now. I have, so I can't honestly say, but I know back then, I think that uh, back when I was fighting, I think they pampered. Mm. They really spoiled. Mm. Like, they don't know how to be in rough conditions. You know what I'm saying? Right. I remember boxing in the ring in Philly, Bozy's gym. Matter of fact, his son is a beast. Okay. Jaron uh, J- Ennis, Gerard Ennis, something like that. Okay. They, we call him Boots, but uh, <laughs> okay. he a beast. Um, But we had a hole in the, in the floor, in the ring. <laughs> and if you didn't know where the hole was at. Yeah, you said. <laughs> that was a part of the fight. Like, <laughs> you didn't know where that joint was. I used to use it as a tactic. <laughs> Like, you came from another gym and you ain't know? Oh, man, you falling in the fucking hole. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they pamper. I like I like training in rugged environments. Okay. It bring it give me that hunger. Like, yo, this ain't life. You know what I'm saying? Is that that underdog kind of Philly thing? Yeah. 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 Like, I love the underdogs, man. We a blue-collar city, man. Yeah. Like, that's a hustle city. Right. Like, you know, I. it's probably uh, – you know, we don't got gangs in Philly. There's no gang culture out there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like, you know, we dying over blue, red, nothing like that. It's a you know, it's, culture. You dying over, Some yo, money. you on my corner. Mm-hmm. or We'll kill you over a girl. <laughs> <laughs> we will kill you over a girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I think Six that, blocks uh, for a girl, too, bro. Man. 
<laughs> six was, blocks back. I was young. I was like 16. <laughs> it went for it. Walked the six blocks. <laughs> so let's get into the winner's circle, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple things that you want to promote and push today. So, you know, uh, let's talk about the, the store, man. How did you get into this business? Um, you got some exciting things. You're talking about opening up a couple locations here in Nevada and kind of uh, some uh, closer proximity areas. So, yeah, talk about it. Um, well, Philly Freeze, you know, I make my own product. Mm-hmm. Um, I make my own product. Everything uh, is definitely made inside the store. You know, it's dairy free, vegan friendly, gluten free. I don't even know what gluten is, but uh, it's free. Nah, I know. <laughs> uh, but when did gluten become an issue? Like, right. yo, it's like gluten just popped up like six years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, damn, I gotta watch out for gluten. Right, gluten after me. First right, first world right. problems, man. So, uh, <laughs> cholesterol free kosher. Uh, you know, it's 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 a treat, man. You know, and I. I, it was something I wanted to do to kind of like, you know, I don't get rich off of Philly Freeze Me at all. Oh, okay. Uh, people think that, I don't know, I'd be, oh, I support, you know, I get it. But Philly Freeze Me was something I did to give to children. Wow, I, I saw children. that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I just so happened to incorporate the adult things, you know what I'm saying? Right. It, it was really for the average person to be able to afford it. That's why it's $3. I used to didn't charge tax. I would pay the tax out of my pocket. Oh, wow. But then I realized, like, whoa, I that can't shit add, yeah, this shit up, start like, to add up. You get yeah. 200 people in the store, and right. I got to pay tax on all these sales, all that, all that you know, sales, right. 8.25%, you know, <sighs> numbers add up. But uh, I just started charging tax this year. Okay. But, um, you know, in all honesty, man, it was something that I did for the kids, man. Oh, dope. Yeah. And did you have the idea before, and you like, it, it was something missing here? Is that how you settled on doing um, that? My mom used to work at a check cashing store. Okay. Um. Uh, like a check city, something like that, something similar like that in Philly. Right. And uh, she had bought me a, she bought a cart for my uncle, actually. Uh-huh. And she had three flavors, blueberry, cherry, and lemon. And, you know, it was like a summer job for him. Me and my uncle kind of close in age. Okay. And uh, it was a summer job for him. He was complaining, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. <laughs> I was like, look, man, I want some money. I'm going to go ahead and scoop this shit, man. And I started, it. I started hustling him, you know, and uh, then he wanted to come back. And I'm like, no, you ain't. Right. You missed your chance. <laughs> but how it really started was that I used to, I love, I love Italian ice or water ice in Philly is what we call it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never tasted none that I was like, oh, this is the best. Right. It was something that was good, but it wasn't none that was like, yo, this, this is everything I wanted. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I take a lot of pride in making it. and uh, I take a lot of pride in the consistency, the texture, the flavor, everything, mm-hmm. you know. It was a lot of chemistry to get alcohol to freeze. People don't know alcohol don't, don't freeze. freeze. Yeah. Yeah. That was chemistry. That's deep. That Talk was pure. Science. You know, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know, but, you know, that was pure crack sale days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're cooking it up. You know, that's where that came from. Yeah. And I tell people, you know, a lot of times that if certain people had the same opportunities as others, mm-hmm. their life would be totally different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I know a guy in my hood that could probably, he can make something turn oil out. to dust, to dust, to oil, back to another form. Like, <laughs> that's chemistry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A hood so, scientist. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, you know, if people had them same opportunities, man, they would be great as well, you know. And, you know, in them inner cities, it's three things that'll kill you. Mm-hmm. First is your environment. 
Then it's the justice system, you know, the police, the you know, the whole that whole issue. That thing, and, right? And then it, the third thing is a woman sometimes. Yeah. Whoa. You got, you got. <laughs> Whoa. All right, hey. I already know, man. It's a woman sometimes, you know, it, it, and I hate to say that. Nah, I mean, because your boy from uh, see, uh, um, the Ravens, right? I mean, his girl just had a gun to, to his head. I mean, I, that was definitely his fault. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it was serious. I pray right. for that, brother. No. Now, when I say a woman, it can go both ways. Yeah. Either, like, you know, whichever way. It can right. be a good way. It could be a bad way. But, yeah. you know, it could it's a factor. Factor. You, you, it could affect you. It's a damn factor. Yeah, in there. You ever want to test somebody? Mess with they girl. Ooh, mess yeah. with their kids. Yeah, yeah that's and you. you see what I'm saying? hundred percent. Go back some back to the kids. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> not not. I, I just saw in, in your kind of your business plan with Philly Freeze Me, man. Um, you got kind of have an incentive program for some of the kids with grades and things like that. Kind of talk about that. Um. Before the pandemic, it was something that I was doing where I was, uh, it was pretty much like chase a dream. You know, my name Chase, let's chase a dream. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I kind of wanted to show kids how to be entrepreneurs themselves. Like, yo, you don't have to work for me. You can make your own money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to sell you the product for you to make your own money. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it was for me. So I was willing to rent my carts out, um, get them cups, show them spoons, show them how to scoop. Show them the price point. Show them their profit margin. Okay. Show them how to keep track of things. Show them, show them like everything that they kind of need to know to excel in that way. And uh, and I wanted to do it with troubled teens, like teens who didn't have a chance. You know, uh. Teens who, you know, they count you out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, I felt like you know a lot of times people will go preach to these kids and be like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this, but don't show them how. Yeah. That's a big difference. You could tell somebody anything. Right. Close the door. Close the door. Close the door. Yo, close the door. Mm-hmm. Yo, can you close the door? Show me. Look how many times. What if I don't know how to close the right. damn door? <laughs> but you keep telling me to close the door. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, really important to me, man, was, like, yo, I wanted them to, I wanted to show them, like, listen, this is what I learned. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's right, mm-hmm. but I learned it and it worked for me. Gotcha. Try it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if y'all better than me, Teach me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so, and that's where that came from. That's important in our, especially in our community, man. Kind of giving, not only just, like you said, telling, but mm-hmm. providing the tools and right. the avenue to do right. it, man. That's big time. I already said, if I got $100 million or something crazy, yeah, I was going to build, like, a, a, a resource center for kids. Like, a real resource center. Okay. Not one of those, oh, it's over with at five or six. We're like, yo, it's 24 hours. Whatever it's, you need. It's kids that need help. Help, 24 yeah. 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Getting abused, mm-hmm. or getting molested, or you know, or the homeless, or the homeless, homeless. the kid, homeless population, can't like, wash their clothes, right. getting teased. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to have a full resource center, whether it was a cot they ran away from home. Look, I could go there, mm-hmm. notify their parents. Listen, we gonna give you some time away, you know, and we'll get back to y'all. Um, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I want to definitely do that. You know, whether I get a hundred million or not, I probably still do it. I just a matter of when. So I definitely want, because you touched on it a little bit, but where did that come from? Because you do a lot of nonprofit and giving and, and opening yourself up, bigging up other people. Where, where did that come from, man? Uh, I got a lot of kids. Mm. Not only that, I always love kids. Okay. Uh, you know, I got little sisters, little brothers. I always love kids. Uh, and I also feel like kids don't never get a fair shot. If your parents is messed up, you're not getting that fair shot. You're going to get the same shot they got. Mm-hmm. 
or think worse. about it. Some people don't even know. Some people don't even know that they uh. Some people don't even know that it's a outside world of where they at. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yes. some people that might be in Northtown. I'm just you know yeah. saying that like they might be in Northtown. You know uh. They never been to the West Side. They never been to the Strip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yo, I don't even know Northtown. Mm-hmm. And then you get it even further. They never been out of their city. Yep. I know a lot of people that never left my hood. Damn. They never left my hood. Damn. So what's on the horizon? You got a couple because you're right now on Twain, right? That's where you're. Yeah, we got the uh, we got the location on Twain right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's eight fifty five East Twain Street, one eighteen Las Vegas, Nevada, eight nine one six nine. We uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that in. Yeah, there. you you you. But uh, <laughs> you rattled that one off. <laughs> but uh, we we looking in August, one on Craig, like around that Craig Ranch Park area. Okay. Or Craig and Decatur. I'm not sure where exactly where, but we definitely looking, looking around for, that area, you know. And then to expand outside the city, where, after where that, are you looking Arizona. At? Oh, really? After that, Arizona. I'm only doing two locations in Vegas. That's it for me. Why is that? Uh, I think I, I think I, I think it's enough. It's enough. I think it's enough. Okay. Between us doing deliveries, between uh, between you know, I'm hitting Northtown. That's the Aliante Centennial area. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting that side. I'm hitting. I'm already in the location. If I do move that location, it'll probably go more near UNLV area, okay. something like that. But I'm that's close to Henderson, mm-hmm. Summerlin. You know, if you want to take the drive, you know, it's a cool little, not a far drive. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, plus we deliver. You deliver that knocks out a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, once you once you you know you delivering and everything, I'm I'm pretty much covering ground. I'm about to go to Arizona. Is that something you want to take nationwide after Arizona? Is is that something that I'm going to bring? I'm going everywhere. Now, once you get the other stores, then you start making money. Because you kind of let off as, like, people don't know that you're not really. Mm, I'm not going to say I'm not. But, not. Uh, okay. It ain't, it ain't, you're not, I'm not making $3 million a year, $2 million a year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, One of the biggest events I do got canceled, that's EDC. Uh, I know. saw that you were going to do EDC. I did EDC last year. Did you? Yeah. Damn. Crazy. How was it? Crazy. <laughs> Damn. Crazy. Like, I never experienced that in my <laughs> life. But it a, was, yeah, it was dope. Cool. I like it. And the thing is, it wow. goes on forever. Oh, my God. So did you find a peak of when people were hitting you for it? Like, were they hitting you, like, when it was still hot out? or did You know it, what? It... I think when the drugs kick in. <laughs> Facts. That's when they come in. When the drugs <laughs> kicked in, they was coming, you know. But um, I actually lost 30000 on EDC. Really? It was cold. Oh, think this, about it, this past year. You think about it last year, we didn't get hot to what june july mm. yeah got you i lost thirty thousand edc people don't know that either yeah yeah so how you come up with your flavors because you got some interesting flavors tell them some tell them some of your flavors which one which, alcohol infused both. or give both. me your give me your top two sellers of the non-alcohol and your top with the with alcohol mango strawberry lemonade top sellers regular flavor. regular flavor okay, okay. alcohol infused Henny mango. <laughs> it it was Henny mango and peach bellini. Really? You know uh, it was Henny mango and peach bellini. Now it's Henny mango and Henny lemonade mixed together. Henny lemonade. I think I brought y'all some. Yeah, I brought y'all. I brought y'all. The Henny lemonade. That's Henny mango and Henny lemonade mixed. I brought all y'all. Yeah, some. Ooh, my, my I know, hands right? Like Birdman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ready to get into that? Yeah. So are you? Are you? kind of free with your recipe or is that something that just kind of stays with you 
Oh, the recipe stay with me. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> don't know, nobody don't know that recipe. Nobody. That's, that's I'm up. sorry. One person know it, and y'all will never know who it is. <laughs> y'all will never know who it is. <laughs> we can't even go after that yeah. person, right? No shakedowns, right? Yeah. Y'all will, y'all will never know. I just made a new flavor today, actually, uh, Long Island Iced Tea. Oh, I saw that on the story. That's yeah. going to knock somebody down. Yeah. yeah. That's going to knock somebody down. And I definitely was a little loose with the hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a little... I was a little loose with my hand making that flavor because I didn't feel it had that punch. It didn't have the, like the, the Long Island punch, yeah. right? And you know what people get confused is that, uh, what people get confused is I sell an Italian ice. Mm-hmm. Like people are like, oh, it's not strong enough. Oh, I ain't get drunk. It's not an intoxicant. <laughs> like I'm not a bar. Right. I make Italian ice. Right. It's just to give you a it's little. It's the flavor. Right. It's just give you a little, yeah. little something yeah. on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you drink Hennessy every day, all day, <laughs> it's like handy to you now. Right. Oh, I ain't feel shit. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. I know you did. Right. You I'm gonna need you not to try to get drunk off of some dessert. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? You got a problem then. <laughs> man, I bought two smalls and I still ain't <laughs> I'm like, man, you gotta be kidding me. Facts. I don't wanna indulge and I don't reply respond and nothing like that. But right. it, it do be annoying sometimes. Like, come on. Come on, man. man. Get out of here with that. How, tell me about um, you know, kinda I know the restaurant business and, and the Yelp reviews. I, I think I think my wife every time, you know, she has to look at we go to somewhere, she's like, Okay, let me check the real Yelp reviews. Right. How do you deal with that? Does it matter to you? Is because you got pretty high ratings. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. First off, I'm a black business owner. I got a strike against me already. Already. You know what I'm saying? And it's not about race. I'm not making it about race. But, you know, that's just how it, it is. is in business. Yeah, right. I'm a black business I'm a young black business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I go into business, it's certain things that I won't tolerate. You know what I'm saying? And one of them things is bad customer service. Okay. Like, I eat. Anybody that knows me, if I go out to eat, I tip good. You know what I'm saying? I tip accordingly. Like, I love great service. You know what I'm saying? Um. What's my place that I go to? Uh, Bistro. What is it? You know what I'm talking about over there? 215 and Russell? Oh, uh, DW. DW Bistro. Mm-hmm. Some of the best customer service in the city. Mm. And brunch is popping off. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I knew what Philly Freeze me is mandatory. Leave your problems at the door. Mm-hmm. To be very attentive to my customers. I want them to all, oh, I don't care if they dress dirty, they dress clean, laying out a suit. I want everybody to be felt like, look, we want you to try it. We want you to take your order. We, we're not trying to have you waiting. And if you are waiting, it's because the line long, you <laughs> know. And I, I take pride in that. You okay. know, I take pride in the cleanliness of my store. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a gang of bleach in that store. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't open my store up. Uh, even though we're allowed to open it up, I didn't open my store up, you know, because it's so small. I didn't want to. There's no way I could abide by the social distancing. Social distancing stuff, right? I would only have to let one person at a time. And okay. then I got people standing outside in the heat. Mm-hmm. So I left the curbside to be accommodating to the customers. Like, yo, sit in your car in the AC. Man. If you don't have AC, you shouldn't be in Vegas. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I did that on purpose. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I wanted people like, yo, it might take us a little bit to get it, but look, you're in AC See? waiting. Yeah. We're yeah. bringing it to you. We're bringing you a menu. I even got it now. You honk your horn and we come to you. Oh, nice. Wow. That's how I did it. Yo, we violated it. We, all you got to do is honk your horn for happiness in the cup. That's a slogan. <laughs> That's dope. Honk your horn for happiness in the cup. You know what I'm saying? I so, love it. All right, man. Well, we're uh, 
wrapping up, man, this is the last little segment, man. We like to call this the assist. We get to drop some knowledge, you know, drop a quick kind of maybe a mantra, something you live by, something you want to live, uh, give to the kids, just just a, some knowledge you want to drop, man, just so so end us off with something good. Um, you know, I, I live by this one thing, man. Let's hear it. Number one, I'm, I'm definitely working on being a better man. That's first. But the one thing that I definitely live by is keep the most important thing the most important thing. I like that. That's like serious to me. Like you, you have to, you have to keep. If you think about it, whatever the most important thing to you at the time is, if you keep that at the forefront, you're going to accomplish whatever it is you need to accomplish. There it is. You know what I'm saying? I remember a crackhead told me before. <laughs> A crackhead told me, he said, look, man, you got to have the ambition as me. I said, what? He said, I'm a crackhead. I do whatever I got to do to get crack. crack. I took a tire off with a butter knife. <laughs> and when he said that, I said, yo, you are right. You are right. His name was Bones. I'll never forget it. Shout out to Bones. Bones changed my life. You don't even know it.